Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in a local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and here with me today are two of the best guys that I know, Josh Hildebrandt and Chad Williams. How you guys doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing great. Great. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back, as we mentioned yeah. in our last episode. Got the three amigos. That we're, we're finally officially back in the swing of doing this thing, which uh, I've missed it. I've missed talking with you guys. We actually don't talk in we real life. We don't talk in real life. <laughs> we only talk when we're recording. We don't talk anymore. Yeah. We, we've That's had... What, to do. What, what episode is this? Like 13? Wait, hold we've on. Had 13 just, hold on. We need to stop just a second. Did you just quote... who? I, like what, what song is that what you just, just quoted? It's it's a pop song that I don't know, but I but the lyrics were in my head somehow. I think it's like a One Direction guy or something. Mm. That's disturbing. Somebody can tell us who it is. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there shaking their heads because they don't jo- know who that is. I, I think straight jo- over Chad's head. I think Me and Tyler Josh. Got it. I think Josh could tell us who it is um, if, we're, if we're really gonna push there. I think it's it's that Puth guy. What's his name? Charlie, Charlie Puth. Puth. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Josh, I'm so impressed. Yeah, look at you me. know so much about pop culture. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Charlie Puth and Selena Gomez. Look at that. Wow. We're not talking anymore. Wow. Oh, that's uh, well. We know what Josh has been doing since we last recorded. He's been listening to <laughs> Charlie Puth music. It's the time uh, of repentance. I know my wife's going to be severely disappointed playlist. in me that I thought it was like somebody from One Direction. Oh, that's uh, I'm about to. Knew, I'm, I'm going to be in trouble when I get home, for sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, welcome back to the uh, the Highview Podcast. Glad to be back in studio as we tackle the tough issues, the things that are plaguing our homes, our our world um, today. Speaking of pop culture, uh, we're going to talk about something that's been um, talked about a lot recently, um, at least in my what I've seen in the circles that I float in. Uh, I've seen a lot of talk about one specific type of this, um, but we're going to talk today about personality tests, mm. all these different versions of personality tests that are out there. Uh, you've got a couple that I just think of off the top of my head, Myers-Briggs, Yep. You got uh, strength finders. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other ones you've seen out there? Enneagram. The Enneagram. <laughs> what? We should talk about. I that have one. never <laughs> heard about this Enneagram. Uh, Tyler loves the Enneagram. I do. I get. Like, I get. If we're gonna make at. a word cloud of like words I hear at Highview a lot, I bet Enneagrams in that. The question is how how long has that been true? Like how recently have since you, you since here. basically <laughs> you started talking about it? Sorry, sorry guys. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been challenged. I, I probably need to quote more scripture than I quote Enneagram stuff. But uh, yeah, so so that's one that's been popping up around on social media with different outlets, different podcasts, different books talking about that. But today we would just want to talk about specific, like not specifically, but generally, um, are personality tests helpful? within the Christian life, um, particularly within Christian leadership. I know even as I was being hired here, uh, I was sent some personality tests yeah. to take to see yep. kind of if I would fit in with you guys. And uh, well, they don't always work. It doesn't always, <laughs> it's not always effective. <laughs> is, this, is this a podcast on the effectiveness of our hiring process? My opinion on them. They stink. <laughs> well, this has been the Highview Podcast. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So let's get into this, talking about personality tests. So we mentioned a couple. Um, just generally, let's throw out a question. Do we think that personality tests are helpful? And to what extent are they helpful? 
broadly helpful. Yes, broad, okay. broadly, but um, but that it 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 really depends on the test. I mean, I think we we can unpack more. It, sure. It depends on the test. I mean, there's some kind of go-tos uh, that have been just proven to be helpful in large organizations, um, smaller smaller organizations. Um, Myers Briggs mm-hmm. pops in. That's a huge one. That that uh, probably I'm probably the most familiar with Myers Briggs from from my time uh, previous to, to vocational ministry. Okay. Uh, Strength Finders is another one. That's one we use. Uh, in our hiring process, you mentioned earlier, st- all, this, all our staff does that one. Um, and so, yeah, there are some broadly helpful uh, personality tests out there. Um, I think that it's the scope of their helpfulness and kind of realizing where they fall short mm. that is really important to, to talk about. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree with Chad. I think it's um, at a surface level, they're helpful. And when you're getting to know someone, are you know potentially going to hire someone um, surface level things are important that's kind of the first step but I will say this you know when I'm really delving into someone's uh, struggles and heart issues I'm not necess- I'm not going to uh, any particular personality test it's yeah. helpful on the surface but like it's not a it's not a pastoral tool in my toolbox that I use uh, in any deep level um, when it comes to spiritual issues or you know so you wouldn't, use it, you wouldn't use it in a counseling session, probably. Not, you do a lot not, of counseling with, not when church. I'm really working mm. like, to, to fix problems. Now, we might use one of those just to, to, to get some surface-level stuff out of the way, to learn some, some things about how we think. But when mm-hmm. I really go down and to start to try and you know, diagnose what a heart problem might be, yeah. well, we've got a better tool for that. Okay, that's yeah. So that's – I think we've even – you know, we read some articles earlier today um, just – the way Christians talk about personality tests, I think it can get to an unhelpful spot where we look to um, a a man-made system or a um, kind of the definitions of whether it's a more therapeutic approach or a more, um, you know, if we want to say it's scientific or, um, you know, an approach that's not strictly biblical. I don't think that it's, that it's completely unhelpful. Um, but just like you mentioned, Josh, we do have things that are meant to tell us our identity right. in so, Scripture. So I look at it, you know, the complexities of just the human psyche, emotions. It is so complex that it's yeah. it's helpful yeah. for me to have someone try to put some stuff in some categories. Right, right. And so that's helpful for me to think that way. But if I think that then I'm locked into that, like mm-hmm. that, that explains everything about my yes. personality, that's yes. when it becomes a hindrance. Like it's kind of pointing you in the right direction, maybe helping you, you know, understand a couple of things about yourself, but it can cripple you as well. Sure. All of a sudden you think you're supposed to start responding some way because of a, mm. a letter or a number or whatever that a test has given you. Yes. And that's not necessarily helpful. To I mean, there's what that way. close to 8 billion people on the planet. There's nine categories on an Enneagram. Right. Sure. Um, and then just the complexities that, you know, God made us in his image. And so like we're trying in some ways to put on paper the complexities of human emotion and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it just can't be done fully. Yeah. Like, you can see the shadow of it and that, that yeah. can be helpful sometimes, yeah. you know, to, yeah. to see the form, but yeah. it's not fully expressed. Right. I, I would say, I think with the goals, the goal of personality tests is not to categorize 8 billion people, but for you to understand one person really well. 
and that's yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the, the reason we use personality tests is not so that we can understand everybody else. Uh, it depends. Uh, well, uh, uh, not, uh, uh, not the ultimate goal. I think sure. the ultimate goal is not necessarily to figure out how we can understand everyone else. I think it really is mostly helpful to understand ourselves. I think the Enneagram is, I sure. think Enneagram is designed for self. I think it, the, the aim is mm-hmm. to try to understand you where I would argue like a Myers-Briggs is actually used more organizationally to figure out how you're putting pieces together in a team. Sure. Strength finders, similar. So you're actually dependent on having, mm-hmm. okay, do these. And so I'll tell you like how in, in, a, in a hiring process, like things that I, knowing uh, Josh and, where Josh is on strength finders, knowing where I'm at, mm-hmm. um, seeing what, how you test it out, for example, yep. bringing you on was helpful to know how you're going to work with us. And so, um, you know, large organizations that are spending, you know, millions of dollars Mm -hmm. getting this kind of work done, you know, whether it's through Myers, it could be through a host of things, a host of different personality testings. Sure. Um, They're looking at it, like, how does this benefit the organization as a whole? Mm -hmm. There's some that are more introspectively kind of, or, you know, put together like Enneagram. Yeah. But I I think it depends. I think it just depends on what you're after, really what you're trying to accomplish. That's true. I think that's, that can only happen in so far as those people are self-aware though. Sure. Yeah. So like you can, you can have a list of my strengths, Sure. Um, but those be might aware. be really weak strengths. <laughs> like those, yeah. I might not know how to develop those or if I haven't developed those, Sure. you know, that's. And when you're taking that test, I mean, you can, unless you're really trying to be honest with yourself, the results can be so skewed. Yep. You know, so uh, I, I mean, I could take mm-hmm. a test. I could know an employer is looking for this, and I could take the test to give him what he's looking for. That's what I did, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, so but I, Eureka, go. I'll be I'll be honest. I I hate those self evaluation tests because I never know how to answer them. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. not because I'm answering them for someone else, but legitimately, if it's a scale of is this statement mostly true or kind mm-hmm. of true or neutral or not true or what like I have a hard time judging myself because it could be it could depend on the day it mm-hmm. could depend on the mood I'm in you know it could be right now I don't want to, to do those things but sometimes I do um, so I, I'm really bad at self-evaluation on tests like that I feel like sometimes when I answer it I'm you know 10 different people when I take it 10 different times yeah I find it easier to answer those questions when I'm not thinking um what do they want me to be? Yep. And I'm, I'm not thinking of trying mm-hmm. to, to be a certain, mm-hmm. or even what do things. I want to be? Right. Just each individual question, yep. thinking what, what feels most natural to me. What Tyler just said is more my, my problem. My problem mm-hmm. is what do I wish I was? Yeah. Yeah. So that's true too. You, uh, what I, well, I wish, wish I was that giving me. person or I wish I didn't care about this. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. You, you answered off of like your aspirations, mm-hmm. not yeah. your actual, mm-hmm. the yeah. person you Value. wish you were rather than the person yeah. that you really are. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk maybe more specifically about some of these tests. I know we've mentioned kind of three big ones, Strength Finder, uh, Myers-Briggs and Enneagram. So let's kind of break those down, talk about how we understand them. Maybe if we know our results on each of those, um, maybe we can talk through kind of how it helps us, maybe how it's helped us organizationally and uh, just kind of move from there. So let's start with um, well, let's start with the one that I'm actually least familiar with, which is Strength Finder. I think I've only taken it once, which was to, to work here. Mm-hmm. So, um, Chad, I think you, you said you knew a little more about that. So tell us, what are the, what's the aim? Like, what's the process with, with strength finders? 
really just finding strengths. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Find- Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, it's not interested in uh, the uh, kind of psychological or or mm. um, even kind of your the shaping influences in your life growing up, for example. Yep. It's not interested in that so much. It's just interested in basically what particular strengths did God give you. And then the whole point of strength finders is find those things mm. and, and the the but that's not all, then focus on developing those. Yeah. So so the thing that Strength Finders is trying to communicate as a uh, testing is what those things are mm-hmm. that you're good at, and then it says give all of your time to developing those. Now, that's unique because it's not saying fix these five things per se. Sure. It's saying give yourself, and that's the book. The book, uh, there's there's several good books in that series, Strength Finders, uh, 2.0, I think, is the, the last one they made. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Strengths-Based Leadership, which is in that same series. Uh, so there's there's some good resources there, but basically just trying to figure out what you're good at. And then it says, okay, now understand this about yourself and then just go hard on developing those things. Gotcha. And that can be extremely helpful. You know, I, I see a lot of people who are putting a lot of energy into competencies that they don't really naturally excel at. Yeah. And so it, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you're in a – a boat and you're paddling, but you don't have any oar on the end of the paddle or whatever, you know, right. you're, you're not going to make much ground. Right. Um, so I've found that helpful in my own, you know, taking the mm-hmm. strength test to see, look, if I devote myself to these things, I'm going to get further along faster because it's right. just kind of a natural thing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. And I think it's, um, it's interesting. So I, I pulled up my report from what I took, hmm. uh, before coming here and, and, and I, you know, sorry to our listeners, if you don't have as much of a, a knowledge about, these these types or, or these things that we mentioned go do some research maybe take a free test find a free test um you know we i think there it'd be are cool one to, billion free personality that tests is true um <laughs> most you know, get get familiar with some of these things but uh so there's 34 um i think this one lists 34 strengths my top five are includer mm. woo mm-hmm. which that's apparently that's also rick flair's strength <laughs> Woo! Oh, <laughs> woo! Um, <laughs> what, the, what is woo? It's <laughs> you have, uh, so no, woo it, is the ability to, to persuade. Yeah. So, yeah, so to yeah. Sway, yeah, to get people to follow your leadership. Says you, you, some like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says know. you would love to challenge uh, the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. Yep. Um, so wooing, um, connectedness, connectedness, strategic, and communication are my my top five. So when we were looking for a pastor of connection and community, dang, we did good. That's pretty much, yeah. I mean, so that's helpful to know. Yeah. However, um, yeah. My my very bottom one mm-hmm. is these are my my bottom three: discipline, focus, and deliberative. Mm-hmm. So, so now we, but you we, know what I found you we to know be a we pretty deliberative po- person. <laughs> that's though. true. No, that's true. Like you're, you're mm. very I did, deliberate. I think we found out why we've mm. only had three podcasts in the last six months. <laughs> but but it's fun. We we're wow. under. We're un- <laughs> wow. We're but un- we would have had zero. We, that's true. So <laughs> that's a really good point. That's a that's a glass half full right there. Right. That's good. Thanks. That's guys. very that's very good. That's very good. I'm here to help. But mm. but in, in fairness, like. You'll find the idea with Strength Finders is if you give yourself to developing those top five things, mm-hmm. you'll see incremental yeah. or sorry exponential growth in in who you are as a leader and and all that. So that I mean that's the idea there. You could spend 
double the amount of time toiling away trying to fix the bottom five. Right. And not to say you should neglect those That's things. What, that was my question. So when you're looking yeah. at the strength finder, is the strength finder saying pursue these competencies or the strengths, whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. that you're good at, at the expense of just forget the other ones? Does, doesn't that make you kind of an imbalanced no, person, it or should you? Mm. How, how no, do you balance it doesn't. That? It doesn't say neglect the other ones. I think that's. I, I wouldn't put it that way. It just. It just says focus on, mm -hmm. focus on these things. Be aware of these other things that you're mm. not good at, right. and and be competent. You know, at them like develop, but but also know that there's a reason you're not good at those things. There's right. a reason you are good at these things, and these are things God gave you, mm. you like, know, to develop. Don't, don't put yourself in a job where the main crux of your job is one of your weaknesses. 100%. In other words. Right. Like you may have maybe a yeah. secondary the thing down way to, the way you've got to deal with. I don't even know if strength finders – yeah, I think that's the best way to use strength finders. It's just is for matching you know, primary skills and primary giftedness with the role. Gotcha. I think that's the primary. Gotcha. So we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about a different type of personality test. One that's also used in uh, largely in the business world, the secular um, world, and that's the Myers-Briggs test. So uh, that one doesn't necessarily give you a list like the other um, the strengths finder does, uh, but it gives you four letters. So Chad, what, what is your, what's your Myers-Briggs personality I'm, type? Okay. I am E- ENFJ. ENFJ. All right. That sounds Yeah. That sounds like fun. Fun time. <laughs> Josh. R E S P E C T. <laughs> Just gonna if we keep it score out there, that's two cultural references. For Josh. Josh is full of uh cultural references. He's on it, man. He's uh, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um Mine, I, I've taken it a, a few times, and this is a test. Actually, I get different results on. My most recent results were ESFP. Um, I also have had, had ENTJ, I think, before. So I'm, I ride, I ride the, the middle line on some of these. But with the this particular test, like we said, it gives you four letters. And so you can either be an E or an I, which means you're more introverted or extroverted. Uh, so that so kind of definitely self, an, you're an E. I'm definitely extroverted. Yeah. I'm an uh, I. You're probably. probably more of an I. I'm definitely an E. Um, so with with the E, that E or I, you can be introverted or extroverted. You can either the second letter is also either an I, uh, or excuse me, an N or. Uh, hold on, I'm failing on this. I'm trying to find. Okay, you can either be an an N or an S, which means you are intuitive or observant intuitive or observant so that means probably yeah you're either trying to find things more uh, based on your intuition or kind of the things you observe uh, for the next one is a t or an f which is thinking or feeling so are you more cerebral in how you process things or do you process things more by your feelings and then the last one is p uh, j or p which is judging or prospecting. Uh, so hmm. interesting. Yeah. How are these helpful? How are these letters, what do they mean? Um, I think that the, the Myers Briggs is trying to give you a, uh, a more complete or holistic view of different aspects of your personality, Okay. which is like not only how you process, but how you relate to other people. And, and uh, so there's just various uh, kind of, helpful you know bits there 
Um, so for me, for example, as a ENFJ, um, uh, they are. I was reading uh, just a report on 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 my ENFJ. Um, they tend to take charge of a situation and guide a group of people towards activities and experiences, which will help those people learn and grow. It's like church planners. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's about you know this kind of organizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, this kind of future looking. I mean, so it's it's all about um, trying to get a complete picture of your personality and looking at the various aspects of kind of how you process things, I think is the biggest thing. Um, and so obviously differentiating people between, as you said earlier, um, whether it's extroverts, mm-hmm. introverts. Uh, so let's see, I'm an extrovert. Um, uh, the N is... Uh, Intu- like you're more intuitive. intuitive. F, feeling. It's feeling. Um, which is consistent with the way I test and other things like heart. That's like the heart yeah. kind yeah. of thing. And then judging. Uh, this just means I'm judgmental. <laughs> I'm a Pharisee. <laughs> no, um, yeah, yeah. But um, and just kind of how how I process things. I, I feel like, generally speaking, I mean, I think Myers Briggs mm. has some has some yeah. you know shortcomings as well, though. But sure. Um, uh, and that's I think worth noting is every system has its short its shortcomings. So where the Strengths Finder is more about, as you said, finding your strengths, mm-hmm. um, according to. Uh, the always uh, helpful resource, Wikipedia. Um, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator uh, is an introspective self-report questionnaire with the purpose of indicating differing psychological preferences in how people perceive the world around them and make decisions. Mm-hmm. So, so it's less about the strengths of your activity. Mm-hmm. It's more about how are you, how do you see the world, yeah. and then how does that affect your decision making. Um, which I think is helpful to understand. Uh, it's helpful sure. to kind of see, okay, here's how I um, operate. Here, here's how one one kind of place breaks it down. So um, your e your extroversion or introversion is how you uh, are either outwardly or inwardly focused. Um, so meaning if you, you know, perhaps you're more talkative or outgoing, you like to be in a fast paced environment, you tend to work out ideas with others, uh, you're probably extroverted. Um, you're probably more introverted if you're more described as reserved or private. Uh, you prefer a slower pace um, work environment. You tend to think things through in, kind of internally. Um, but then the next one is more answering the question, how do you prefer to take in information? So are you more sensing or are you more intuitive? Do you focus more on the way things are? you pay, pay attention to concrete facts or details? Uh, or are you more of a big picture person? Are you more about kind of ideas, concepts. Uh, so how do you prefer to take in information? The third letter, which is like I said, either T or F, is uh, the preference you have in making decisions. Either you're making decisions in an impersonal way, using logical reasoning, uh, you more value fairness. That means you're more of a thinking type person. But feelings-based people more base their decisions on personal values and how your actions affect others. Um, you're more, they value harmony more, uh, for value forgiveness, and they take t- they like to please others and point out the best in other people. Um, the last one is how you prefer to live your outer life. So either judging and P's actually stands for per- uh, perceiving. So either you prefer to have your matter- matters settled, you prefer yes. deadlines yes. Uh, that should be respected, you prefer having detailed step-by-step instructions. Uh, if you're a J, uh, if you're a P, you prefer to leave your options open. You see rules as uh, and deadlines as flexible. You like to improvise and make things up as you go, uh, which 
that is uh i'm an esfp so that's in a lot of ways i think we're the opposite of one another and so that's good to know right it's it's good to be self-aware in that way so if you're having conflicts you can step back and say okay it's not just because i'm a better person than you and you are just unreasonable right but you actually see the world differently right than i do and i see the world differently than than others and so yeah. yeah, I mean, I think another kind of something to keep in mind, just it, it's a little bit, I mean, it's a shortcoming of, of, of really all personality tests, but even thinking about Myers-Briggs. So um, this it rightly nails me as an extrovert, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not an extrovert all the time. Sure, yeah. I, I run out of of energy from an extroversion hmm. kind of place. And the, 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 you know, the more someone knows me, the more they see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I'm kind of out. So once that tank's empty, I'm, I'm about as, I can be as introverted as anyone once that tank is empty. And yeah. sometimes that tank's really, really full. It takes a lot to kind of get me to that place. Um, so, I mean, that's just one example. It, it's yeah. generally those things are pretty true of me. Yeah. It's more of a spectrum. It is. Yeah. That's a good way. Yeah. I think spectrum's a good way of putting it. Okay. Yeah. One of the things you were mentioning a second ago, Tyler, that's been helpful for me in some of these uh, personality tests and the Enneagram and stuff has been actually not for me, but how I view others. Mm -hmm. In other words, um, it's very natural for me um, to process information a certain way, the way I do. And then to see another person process it a different way and just to assume they're wrong or, you know, because my way is the right way. But when I, when I start to see, okay, they're just, they're coming at this problem from a different direction. So they're not necessarily a jerk or wrong or insensitive or don't care about other people. Right. It's right. just, just the way that they process it. And then I, you know, I think every one of those different personality traits then has a sinful or, you know, maybe a, um, a holy way to, to, to implement it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's helped me to understand, um, you know, my wife better mm-hmm. to understand people I work with better to think, Hey, they just, you know, it's not that they're insensitive or whatever the case may be. They're just coming at it from a different angle. And that's, that's helpful at times. Yeah. I think it doesn't help you have, I mean, to that point, like it just extend grace a little easier. Yeah. Yes. yes. You know, exactly as you're walking right. and to also see that like, these are, these are redeemable things. That the gospel can breathe life. Into. Yeah. It's yes. like first Peter says to, to live with your wife in an understanding way. Yes. Well, one of the ways we do that is to understand that they're different than us. Yep. Like, so, and it keeps me from being frustrated um, and to actually see the value and the beauty mm-hmm. that, okay, this is different and it's actually helpful because I see in part, I know in part, I don't have all the, the full picture of how we should handle this situation. Right. Her perspective actually broadens the view here. It doesn't yeah. narrow yep. it. Um, and that's, you know, I think it's helpful when we're trying to obey first Peter and live, you know, with our spouses in an understanding way. That That's a really good point. I, I think I've thought this more about the, the Enneagram, which we're going to talk about next. Um, but to that point, I've even seen myself use these things to justify when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Like my unhelpful ways of processing things. I say, oh, well, that's just part of who I am mm-hmm. because I've self-identified as an ESFP or an Enneagram two. That's just how twos are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was going to, that was one of the things I wanted to bring up is that Enneagrams or whatever personality test does not give us an excuse to be sinful. Mm. Like we still have to practice the fruit of the spirit, right? We still have to treat people, um, you know, better than are before we treat ourselves, you know, that's all still there. My my biggest problem is not that I'm an an ENFJ. My biggest problem is I'm a sinner. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And so yep. every bit, whether a personality test captures certain parts of my personality or not, 
doesn't matter. It's all it's all tainted and uh, informed by that. Yep. So now let's move on to the true and better mm. oh. personality test. The one that's stealing Tyler's all the favorite. ladies' hearts. Professor Enneagram. In my heart. Tyler Sweat. Um, yeah, I, I have really come to appreciate the, the Enneagram. And I think uh, because it takes a different approach to identifying us. So strength finders, find your strengths. The Myers-Briggs kind of shows how you receive information and make decisions. The Enneagram is going to start talking about your motivations behind your actions. So it's not necessarily saying that ones or twos or threes always act this way. But what it does is says, okay, if someone is one of these numbers, they have certain things that are motivating them. And typically it it's intended to expose your your wrong and unhealthy motivations Mm -hmm. so the enneagram is a system of nine numbers nine uh, types that and actually one of the most helpful ways i've heard it described is these are actually nine normals so there are nine ways to be normal Mm -hmm. and there's a healthy and unhealthy version of each of these but let me just run through them really quickly in kind of a basic description a basic kind of understanding so you have nine types the uh, type number one is typically called the reformer. Uh, they're more rational, idealistic, they're principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Twos are the helper. Uh, they are typically more caring, interpersonal type. They're uh, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. Threes are the achiever. Uh, they're success-oriented, pra- pragmatic, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Fours are the individualist. They are sensitive, withdrawn. Uh, They're expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Uh, The fives are the investigators. They are intense, cerebral, uh, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Six are the loyalists. They are committed, security-oriented, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Sevens are the enthusiasts. They are busy, fun-loving types. They're spontaneous, versatile, distractible, and scattered. Eights are the challengers. They are typically uh, powerful and dominating, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. And the nines are the peacemakers. So they are more the easygoing type, self-effacing. They're receptive, reassuring, agreeable, but also can be complacent. So those are the nine numbers, and I'm sure if you're listening out there and you have a pulse, you've heard someone say, I'm a two, or I'm a seven, or I'm an, I'm an eight. Um, now each of us have taken this test or, or have explored this to a little bit. So guys, what, what are your numbers? What's your Enneagram type? I'm a two, wing one. So the helper slash reformer. Okay. Three, wing two. Okay. And I am a two, but I'm, I'm not really sure which one of the wings I have. So we'll, we can explain what wings are in a second. Um, but something that's, that's worth noting, I think, about this particular test. You have these nine types, and, and something that I've, I've heard over and over is you can take a test, and you might be appropriately labeled. Uh, but a good thing to do is find a resource like uh, the Enneagram Institute online. There's some apps that are out there and just read through the descriptions of each one of these types. And, and what I've heard and what I've experienced actually is the one that hurts the most, mm-hmm. the one that f- like you actually feel it. You read the description. You're like, oh, yeah, that that fits. That hurts. Um, 
that's typically what your your type is. So for for us, like what what things have you guys thought about as you've discovered um, the way that the Enneagram talks about um, each of these numbers and specifically your number? What's some things you've discovered um, to be helpful from from that type of test? Uh, to your point, uh, just kind of helping identify certain motivations mm-hmm. uh, would be, for me, the biggest uh, the biggest help is that kind of that angle uh, of mm-hmm. the Enneagram um, is helpful. I, I think that, um, we can get into this maybe later, but uh, there are areas that I feel are... Uh, Maybe lacking or an oversimplification of some of those motives sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but I think generally speaking is trying to unpack motives. I my 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 whole concern with it generally though is just just the um, over introspection that it creates in people. Yep. You 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 can collapse in on yourself like a dying star, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just absolutely become this. Uh, Kind of, you're so, and and one of the other pastors on staff here has a fantastic line about just generally on introspection, and and of course it has its place, but he has a great line about Terry Wofford yeah. uh, has a great line about like if you just stare into the cesspool of your soul long enough, mm-hmm. like you're you're just not gonna be very hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, you're just not gonna find much. Yep, that's your. So I think that as long as the orientation is. Um, okay, this is helpful. This is I, I'm understanding more about myself, but now, but I'm not terminating it on inward yes. looking. That's not where this ends. That's not the final story uh, of who I am. That's not the defiant. It's it's it's. There's no authority behind that. You know, whether you're, yep. someone says you're, oh, you're a three. You know, whatever you say, mm-hmm. you're a three. That's not definitive even. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, just thinking through some of that, um, but. Unpacking motivations has been the most helpful. Yeah, me, yeah I would agree with Chad. Uh, like I said a second ago, one of the most helpful aspects of taking this particular test has been um, me understanding my emotions some and my motives, but also understanding the motives of those around me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Chad's a three, my wife's a three, and, um, and, and I've spent a lot of time kind of just meditating on um, – the beauty of the motives from a three's perspective, if mm. that would make sense. In other sure. words, yeah. it's easy for me to see the good motives behind what a two would do because I, I've done it in my whole, mm-hmm. I know when I'm doing it with a true motive and I know when I'm doing it with a false motive. Like yes. I get that. It makes sense. It's natural to me. It's harder for me sometimes to understand what a pure motive from a three's mm-hmm. perspective might be. Um, yeah. And so I've, you know, I've thought about that and tried to, to see that uh, more it's been helpful. Yeah. But I will say this though, you know, these personality tests, they, they're all asking us, like Chad said, to kind of look inside of ourselves and to, to see things about ourselves. And there's, and there's a danger in that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of this one particular verse in Hebrews that I, I just want to caution us. Anytime we're looking at these personality tests, there is something that looks inside of us and sees us like exactly for who we are. Right. And, um, and it's, you know, this Hebrews four, Verse 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of Mm -hmm. soul and spirit and joint and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Like the word of God is the best personality test we could ever give ourselves. Like even better than just looking into ourselves, Mm. we let the word of God tell us what's in us. You know, um, but 
but these systems, they mm. do have a way sometimes of packaging it where we in bite sized pieces, if you will, yeah. and categorizing mm-hmm. it that, that are helpful. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the, um, the reason I've been drawn recently to the Enneagram specifically is uh, just because it does, it, it begins to reveal some of the, some of the negative, like it, it talks in a, in a very, um, in a critical way. And I think people aren't used to that yet because you read it and, and something I've heard from everyone that I talk to about it, that begins to learn about their type. They're like, why do they, why do they hate threes so much? Mm-hmm. Why, why do they hate twos so much? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, when I read about a three, I see the good things because I'm not a three, but when I read the two, I'm like, Ooh, I think it's both oh, and though. So yeah. I can see the good things yeah. and I, because it's a mirror of the bad things I don't like about myself or my own weaknesses. Yeah. Right. So everyone has a strength and a weakness. Mm-hmm. So I can see the strengths of a three and I'm like, man, I, I wish I was that way naturally. Yep. But then I can also look at a three and be like, what the heck? Why are they doing it that way? Yep. I would never do it that way. So, so I, I see the good and the bad just clearly. So the, the way, the reason why <laughs> each of these is, uh, is structured the way it is when, when we say that a one is the reformer, uh, that one has uh, particular things that, that are true uh, to some degree about that person's motivation. So the, the way the Enneagram talks about it is that each type has its characteristic role, which is so for one is the reformer. Uh, it also has a holy idea, which is the thing that it's aiming for. Uh, so for the one, that's perfection. Um, so then based on that holy idea, there is a basic fear and a basic desire. So the basic fear for a one is corruptness, imbalance, and being bad. They are afraid mm. of being corrupted. Mm. And so they're trying so hard to be good. They were, they're trying to, to reach perfection. And so their basic desire is goodness, integrity, and balance, uh, which those things are good. I think it's good to fear being corrupt. So can I ask right? you a question about these personality traits yeah. from Professor uh, Enneagram? Sure. So I'll, is the theory that a person is kind of born mm. just innately with these things or is it their surrounding shape them into these things? People take both approaches. Well, from what I've read and, and heard, people I think that, that do talk about the Enneagram typically talk about it being shaped in the person. Um, there's also attached to each type, um, what they call a childhood wound Mm -hmm. that may be a a message or or something that you received as a child, uh, that began to shape into this personality type. But there are some who actually say that you're born with a type and you stay that type and it just unfolds throughout your life. Right. So it, the answer is yes. Either way. That was very Um, helpful. It was, but okay, let's take a three for instance. And so for the three, which Chad's a three. We love talking about how Chad's a three. The uh, holy idea is hope. So you, you want to be hopeful, right? The basic fear is worthlessness. Mm. And then the basic desire is to feel valuable. Mm. So Chad, do you, do you see that in, in your threeness? Do you, do you see a fear of, of being worthless or, or not attaining some of that feels Certain true. Goals. I don't know if I would put it that way, um, but some of that feels true. Uh, meaning and significance uh, matter mm. to me, I, I, definitely. Um, legacy matters. Mm. Um, those kind of things. I, um, 
Yeah, I'm not. Like I said, I think that that's um, generally generally feel true. Yeah. I don't know about hope. The hope was interesting. Mm -hmm. That's. I don't know if I've ever put it that way, Um, but uh, yeah, I think that you when I'm when I'm interacting with Enneagram. By the way, just a little side sidebar, a little little trivia question. Anybody know where the name Enneagram comes from? I do, because I'm Professor Enneagram. Uh, I do not. Go for it. Ennea is the Greek word for, for nine. nine. That's right. And there's nine types. Very good. Yep. The That's right. Uh, the, <laughs> can we cue the doom, 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 The doom. more you know. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I think th- that's kind of my observation with it. it, it, mm. it, it gen- that generally feels true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So I think with all of these. The what's you, read, that? you did the ones for Oh, one, we can do, yeah. I'm, so, I'm curious. So for the twos, two, and I need to know about myself. The holy idea is uh, is freedom. Okay. So the basic fear is being unloved, mm. and the basic desire is to feel love. Mm. So I, I think the way I would in, interpret that is that we desire to be free from the need to help others. Right. Mm. We we want others. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> We Chad's like this is yeah. the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But, so Me and Tyler we are like this is yeah, this, this is, is it. This is it. This <laughs> makes perfect sense in our universe. And so what we do though is we use the fact that other people have needs mm-hmm. to make them love us. Oh, see, Tyler's oh. thought about this, man. You want to go somewhere with the enneagram? You go talk it, to Tyler. Mm. Yeah, it's like right on the borderline so, of like of like psychobabble gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah. It's like right up on the edge. Yeah. It's yeah, like right there. It is. And that's where I think, you know, to, to wrap up this this whole conversation, um, I, I think each of these good closing words, Chad. Each of these He's right he's all he's almost in the deep end. You're right there from being just nonsensical. Insanity. Um so each of these each of these tests, each of these systems has, you know, its own strengths, it has its own flaws. And I think it's because, you know, in a, in a way, we know that, especially for the Christian, we know that we're broken significantly, right? right. And we, Amen. we know that we're sinners. Like you, you mentioned that earlier, Chad, that you know, ultimately, no matter what my letters are, what my number is, I'm broken and I, and I need redemption. Um, these tests, I think, in some way, point us toward that brokenness and the ideal that we're aiming for. But even then the weakness of these things is that the words we're using, the aims that we lay out for ourselves are still human aims. Mm-hmm. They're still human ideals. Right. Um, so what we need is, is something that's beyond this. And, and ultimately I, I was reading a book recently called the common rule and something I, I read in there today was Such that a good book. we become what or who we reflect, which is to say we become what we pay attention to. Mm. Um, and that, that quote I think has really, stuck with me uh, since I read it in that, you know, if you look at, you spend time with these personality tests, you're going to label yourself a certain way and you might even become more, you know, healthy in a human sense. But ultimately for us, we need to spend our time paying attention to Jesus, right? right? Paying attention to who we want to reflect. And so, yes, have your, have your types, have your numbers, have your letters, have your strengths, um, but put all of those under the lordship of Jesus. Yeah, yeah and then um, you know, and then I'd say at the end of the day, let the let the word of God be the final word on whether mm-hmm. your personality is you know whatever the standard for that is. 
and spend more time looking into the Word of God for your personality than you do yeah. uh, any Enneagram or any other personality test. Our aim is our aim is not to be merely a, a healthier three or a That's more right. complete ENFJ. Our our aim is to be like Christ. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, hopefully this has been somewhat helpful to you, these ramblings. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Three amigos Um, here. Yeah, absolutely. So take this and listen to it again and give us a nice rating. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. Um, Yeah, put it on social media. Put it out there. We'd love to to keep influencing and helping as as many people as we can through this this resource. Uh, But we hope this has been helpful to you, and we will see you again next time.